7 for the 20th of January 2010. Well, hello there, James. Welcome back to the couch for 2011. Oh, yeah, Ian. How's uh, your couch looking? My couch is looking fine. It's a beautiful sunny day today in Dublin. And, uh, oh, well. Only yeah. a few hours left, of course, <laughs> before right. the darkness dark. develops us again. Indeed. And uh, but, um, on the couch, we're going to talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology. Yes, and it's been several weeks since mm. our last confession, so mm. we should probably crack on because there's quite a lot of news, isn't there? there but is we do talk about the various themes. What are those themes, Ian? Well, we're going to talk about what's happening in the world of business, technology, you know, delivering content over all different types of mechanisms. A bit of mobile, there's always a bit of gaming news, and then weird stuff. Weird stuff at the right at the end. So, um, hang on, a bit of weird stuff coming on your way, so for the next uh, 25 minutes or so, we will uh, hopefully keep you informed and entertained about the world that we live in. <laughs> Excellent. So well, hold off the presses. Hold off the presses. So Amazon. Uh, mm. Now Netflix uh, is a CD was a was a DVD based service in the US turned into mm-hmm. streaming. A lot yep. of film has been doing a similar sort of thing in Europe, and yep. now it seems that Amazon has uh, acquired a majority shareholding in Love Film. Yeah, they they made a foray into it. I think before the the season holidays kind of period, but yeah. now they've they've taken the whole shebang, haven't they? Mm. Um, uh, so subject to approval, presumably, I would imagine. Yeah, I would but, think uh, so. But uh, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, Amazon does streaming as well, but I don't think it does, doesn't does do streaming in Europe yet, does it? just doesn't in... No, no, I guess US. it's a way of bagging the rights for, mm-hmm. for con- some content. And, of course, Europe's far more tricky than sort of the contiguous mm-hmm. US when it mm-hmm. comes down to uh, getting content rights because it really is on a country-by-country basis. Mm-hmm. You've then got to get different variations by language. Um mm-hmm. That's far trickier, but Love Film is certainly the the one to watch in the, um, in the, in the UK space, and European space. Sure. I mean, bigger, biggest in the UK, I think, it's got something like 4 million subs. I'm actually a Love Film lover, so to speak. Fantastic. Um, and they seem to be doing pretty well, but mainly physical media today. Um, um, well, and they, do, they do provide services across Xboxes, PS3s, Wii's, DS's. I don't things. think it's too, I think it's literally PS3 and PC. Really? Yeah, yeah, at the moment. Obviously, they could go onto other devices, but uh, that, and that's a relatively... I mean, the PS3 has only come in in the last month. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, and, you know, like the Netflix stuff, it's not latest releases that get on streaming. It tends oh, to be it? kind of, uh, you know, second shelf down uh-huh. video shop stuff for a weird mm-hmm. analogy. I mean, this is one of the challenges for content owners now is mm-hmm. how they... Getting, getting content out there by you know putting it on Sky or some other broadcaster is not the not the real and end all now. You need to have it streamed out from somewhere and all different services and different platforms and yeah, it has to be kind of everywhere, anytime. Yeah. Um, and I think clearly Netflix in the UK in the US is looking to mm-hmm. go for global domination. But whether they they might just do that under the different brands in different countries, mm-hmm. I suppose. But they're, they're certainly nowhere in Europe. Um, you've got a little thing here. Um, saying about how they're maybe it's more content delivery we'll we'll mesh that in later <laughs> so to speak um you've got some stuff here about apple as well they did yeah. you know with a couple of big bits of news obviously everyone's heard that steve jobs has gone on indefinite medical leave mm-hmm. um but then they had the, the biggest quarter of sales ever in the history of the company yeah, sold more stuff than um, they've ever sold ever and it's, it's something like 46 percent up on last year like that's yeah, i mean six billion dollars of profit or something that's just like makes your eyes water doesn't it mm. What are they going to do with the money? They haven't paid a dividend yet, so I think there's people <laughs> wondering what's happening there. So um, they've just got this big pot of cash. 
excellent problem to have. And they are buying companies, you know, buying, uh, you know, niche little, things and doing say little bits here and there, a few hundred million there, a <laughs> few hundred million there. Well, they did a significant up. deal uh, worth about $3 billion to um, some unnamed company for some unnamed component recently. Really? Uh, which everyone's guess is for the next generation of um, LCD screens for iPads and iPhones, but... Uh, well, was, that, was that an order, though, as opposed to buying a company? Yeah, uh, yeah it wasn't It wasn't buying a company. It was like a, some sort of... No, I'm presuming it was, it's a bit more strategic than just an order because it kind of implied that we're going to have them all and you're, um, you aren't going to have any. So that's <laughs> well, it could be more some new revolutionary screen. I guess the new yeah. iPads uh-huh. 2 is coming out with cameras and bits and bobs. Mm, and High-resolution screen. And, um, you know, maybe we can talk about that later, but um, mm-hmm. see how that goes. Um but yeah. yeah, interesting stuff. Um, technology, you've got something here about NetVibes. No, What's, that was your story, dude. Was it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, clearly I don't know what that one was about. I've been, I'm, NetVibes is my uh, RSS reader of choice. Ah, um, but that must have been a legacy story. Maybe I typed something wrong into Delicious when I was bookmarking. Uh-huh. We all make mistakes, Ian. Yes, <laughs> indeed we do. So, so technology, <laughs> hmm, a bit dull this week. Right <laughs> um, so we were talking about content delivery, talking about yes. Netflix and content delivery, and uh, there's an interesting article here that kind of does some of the economics behind Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. and it says it's costing Netflix. I mean, this is interesting because I was always wondered about, about the kind of economic model here. Netflix is spending 20 times more uh, for postage for a DVD than it is for actually streaming the same movie. Uh, so well, I don't mean, think you can stream. That's my point. Is you you can get stuff on DVD, which is new releases. They yeah. don't get it available for streaming day and date. They're going to get that. Months later, I don't okay, know what the but, window is. But, but by the time they're both in the same window, uh, yeah. the cost is considerably <clears> less. So is it bandwidth really that cheap? Five cents is what it costs them to send, essentially, uh, a DVD worth of content to a consumer. Which is what, you know, it's under a gig, isn't it, I suppose, for mm-hmm. DVD quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's if they are full DVD quality. They may well be just going for VGA. So mm, That's true. Um, so, well, so yeah, I guess that makes sense. And that's why they're raising the DVD prices and trying to persuade people to mm-hmm. go for streaming. Well, makes sense for everyone to uh, try and get their content. Well, I mean, you, it's instant content at that point. Why, why would you wait for a DVD to turn up when I mean, you can have it then and there? Well, I guess, again, not everybody has is going to be able to stream mm. movies in mm. real time, mm. even in the USA. So the, the mailing of the DVDs is still... And I think, you know, there is still some kind of monkey brain element saying, mm. I want to have a physical thing. Yeah. Um, I still don't know how, do they make them, how they make money, though. If it's $1 per DVD mailed round trip and... Well, up to, I don't like? believe they pay that much. I mean, clearly, uh, a lot of the expense is going to be employing the people to do the picking and yeah, posting and, and packing. Posting. Like, I mean, yeah. like, what's the subscription? Like five, six, seven dollars a month? And if you do, well, I think it's going to be eight, nine dollars a month for mm. like one DVD at a time at home or something like that. Yeah. So if you do four, then I don't know how they make any money out of that. But clearly, streaming is the way forward. So it's it's very interesting. Well, I guess they don't pay much for the content. That's what it comes down oh, to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very, very so it's, uh, you know, they're, mm. they're, at the end of the day, they are selling other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or access to it. So, yeah, I think interesting. I think, you know, obviously the writing's there. If you can stream stuff, you, you should, I suppose, mm. uh, legally. That's always a good thing. Um, now, on the music space, mm. you've got a bit of, kind of no, news I here. Didn't, I didn't quite realise this, although I guess I should have probably worked it out. But mm-hmm. uh, radio stations have been playing previews, if you like, of music songs that are coming out for up to two months before the actual songs released into the shops or even for download. Yeah, that's fairly normal. Yeah, they just say you know, they'll play it a month or two before. Mm, so people kind of get used to it. It's called mm. setting up a record apparently. But uh, they're, having to, they're having to rethink this strategy because these days when, 
when everything's digital and even the radio stations it's are digital, ripped. Yeah. It's been ripped, sent around, and everyone's kind of bored of it by the time it even actually gets uh, gets actually released. Uh, so, so now they're doing day and day release, I guess. Of, essentially, when mm. it actually comes out on the radio, it's a, it's effectively available right then and there. Which I think is an interesting change that radio has kind of been the, the bastion of, uh, you know, kind of old school promos uh, is, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the way it's done. But well, I guess and it comes down to the, if you're marketing new new hot artists, it mm-hmm. typically is to the younger generation, the Generation Zs, who are used to not paying for music. Mm. Or at least... Um, uh, having a more flexible approach to how they share their music. Well, yes, okay, that's, that's very generous of you there, Ian. A very flexible approach to how they uh, consume and share their music. Um, um, now, an example of this is uh, Sony was, uh, during the last X Factor, they sold 439,000 copies of the of the song that made it into the X Factor final mm-hmm. uh, several minutes after the closing of the television show. So that's kind of right up to the minute at that point. I can see how you know, even the music industry is changing the way it does things uh, because of the way we're now wanting to consume. We want everything now and we want it preferably mm. instantly and I don't have to think or think too hard or wait for it. Or, um, and uh, by the time yeah, to kind of... Previous way of doing things that the actual release has gone by, then I'm bored of it and on to the next thing. Yeah, well, it was only fairly recently that electronic downloads were included in the, the standard oh, charts. It's so, you know, it's... Um, I think a lot of these old school industries take a while to catch up mm-hmm. and, you know, they just have established ways of doing things, mm-hmm. but at some point, things change. Be clear to me. Um, <clears throat> so, instant pop for music. Read it in the show notes. Yeah, um, have a look. Interesting article. And uh, read them on the website, onthecouchpodcast.com, and send us any feedback to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Fantastic. So, now you've got a little story here about 3D. Now, I must say, I, I did, was at CES this year, and walking the show floor, you mm-hmm. you saw everything about 3D. Everybody had 3D, and in fact, a lot of the, the big screens you couldn't see unless you had glasses on. Everything was a bit blurry. <laughs> really? So it was... Um, <laughs> like but having said that, there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of reporting on the 3D stuff. It seems mm. to have been, you know, under mm. the carpet. But you've got a little story here from Japan. About well, I was saying that uh, in Japan, 53% of Blu-ray recorders and 23% of large-scale TV, no, large-screen TVs mm. are now 3D. So that's quite a, quite a jump from, uh, uh, considering how much more expensive at the moment 3D TVs are. Well, they're saying they're 30% more expensive than 2D counterparts. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I find, uh, I think some companies now, they're trying to nail you on the cost of the, the specs, the for active yeah. shutters. <laughs> well, so and a huge, I mean, this, the active shutters can only cost like $10 a pop well, to produce. I mean, they're but, LCD screens with one pixel in them each, aren't they, essentially? Yeah, exactly. They're not, <laughs> not particularly clever, but um, so things, have you, you haven't uh, splashed out on a new TV yet? Well, the prices actually, I was just having a discussion with some of my UK, London friends actually, the, the prices of some of the 3D sets are now under £1,000 in the mm. UK. So it's a considerable drop from the two or two, and two or two and a half. Like the early days of Plasmas, the first yeah. flat screens you could get, yeah. So uh, the article we're talking about here though is uh, the fact that uh, Japan has the highest penetration of 3D electronics currently anywhere in the world. So, Well, that's because uh, they have terrestrial br- live broadcasts of 3D every day, a couple of hours on you know, the NHK, the national broadcasting oh, really? channel okay. like you know pbs or well, bbc that makes sense, or doesn't it? whatever so it's they've, they've had some stuff out there for a while mm. um and obviously a lot of the sets are made there so um mm. and yeah, essentially it's the around. same with the shutter glasses it's the same hardware mm. i mean there is well, no difference it, really it's interesting so bscrb's had a 3d channel for since october now do you have you heard how that's going at all like 
they got um no i mean i i'm being a sky subscriber here in the uk i get to they did send some before Christmas, you know, LG special mm-hmm. promotion by the TV kind of stuff. And they, they, if you, it, it's uh, it's a free channel if you get mm-hmm. the full Monty package. Um, but obviously, you know, you have to use it. I guess it's sports and the odd movie. Avatar mm-hmm. was the big Christmas thing, mm-hmm. which is quite quite cool to think that a year after it released cinematographically, that's mm-hmm. the proper word. Um, you know, it's it's available for consumers in essentially this a similar experience in your own home. Yeah, in in, in the home, that's quite amazing. Mm. Amazing. So, not there yet, but you are clearly thinking about going 3D. I'm very much thinking about it. I thought, if, you, if we're going to... I mean, how long has that ancient CRT you've got lasted you? I mean, you, you're going <laughs> to go into the future here. Like, yeah, exactly. So you've got to... So. And right then, that probably cost you the same as a small car. Actually, it probably did. It did, actually. Exactly. Yes. So... Um, no, no, I just need another small car. Um, <laughs> do you don't have a car, though, do you? No, that's true. I don't need this. So <laughs> I should just buy a television instead. Maybe you should just call it car. <laughs> and then you'll then you'll be satisfying a couple of issues at the same time. Absolutely, right. Um, um, so on to mobile. Uh, so right. the big story at the moment is that uh, Apple is about to hit the ten billion app mm. sale, and they're giving away ten thousand dollars worth of stuff to celebrate that. But that's a, that's an awful lot of applications. Stuff. Do you think? Is that just apps or is that songs it's and things? Apps. No, no. So they've hit the song. They hit ten billion songs quite a while ago, but. Oh, yeah. Apps. I mean, the, it was only a couple of years ago when the iPhone didn't. You know, they, it was just a twinkle in Steve Jobs' eye, and now, ten billion applications later, that's a really massive platform. Hmm. But I think they all have a lifetime, so that, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Good luck to anyone who um, wins that. I certainly got a few uh, iTunes points to spend on my account, <laughs> yeah, um, but I've got to find the right apps to uh, to buy, I guess. Um, and the big news from the gaming front is that, again, we're talking about 3D here. So the oh yes. Nintendo 3DS is coming out uh, to you at the US in March and uh, March 27th. Yep. For $250. And uh, Europe on March 25th, but for considerably more. Yeah, and I think a couple of interesting things here. First, it's quite expensive. Mm, it is expensive. Um, secondly, they've also included like a, a health warning. Mm. to you know kids under the age of six or even it was kids generally shouldn't play it for more than 25 minutes at a time wow um because the battery's rubbish <laughs> no i don't think so i think it's more they're worried about if it mm. messes with your mind mm. and they don't know yeah, um, that's true. You know, nobody has been exposed to to 3d video very yeah. much so they don't want to have any you know potential lawsuits and things but clearly yeah. i think kids who who've got uh, 3ds's or 3 you know, DSs mm-hmm. are keen on this as a product, but it's mm. quite a high ticket item. I mean, mm. to be honest, I mean that price, you can get an iPod Touch. Yeah, or you can get, um, surely you can get a PS, PSP for that. You could probably almost get a mm. PS3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could, <laughs> To be honest, so, um, yeah. you know. It is a really one. high price for it. I'm not sure one. they're, they're going to, I mean, Nintendo, maybe it's, it's on the wane uh, mm. with the Kinect coming out, giving it a bashing, mm. and Kinect has done phenomenally well as well. It's done amazingly well. Um, have you had to go on one yet? Uh, no, but I've, <laughs> I was reading an article in the paper this morning, in fact, where uh, the police were called to a house to investigate what appeared to be a murder uh, <laughs> or some sort of violent act going on, but it turned out to a bunch of people playing with their Kinect in their lounge room. So Just jumping on down and screaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> no, I, I think that's, um, so that's quite see kind how of... It goes. I mean, obviously 3D is the kind of flavour of the month and it's coming out with a bunch of 3D games. Mm. Uh, but I thought what was most interesting and what would, might even tempt me over the edge is uh, they're actually providing 3D video content from a variety of people. Uh, 
uh, Eurosport, as well as a bunch of Ardman animations, and Beast Guy mm. is going to be providing content as well in 3D. So, well, for the 3DS, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, also these titles are forty to fifty dollars a game. They're, they're proper console title oh prices. It's really expensive. It's so I really don't see how. Wow. Your parents are going to justify that, really. No. Um, I mean, we do have a new version of the PSP coming out, the PSP 2. Mm-hmm. I was reading about it the other day. So, I mean, there's lots of competition there. I mean, they're, they're saying that the PSP 2, um, the PSP, I think, actually was one of the great wastes of uh, uh, handheld consoles in the history. Yeah, of the it offered so much promise with the old yeah. cell process and everything, yeah. but didn't yeah. kind of deliver, really, did um, it? But the PSP 2 apparently has uh, the same processing power as... Uh, an actual PS3. Mm. That's quite amazing. But what are they going to do with it? Uh, <laughs> Solid yeah. state storage. Blah, blah, blah. There'll be lots yeah. of things going on there. So yeah. um, that'll be interesting to see. Um, you've got some stuff here about OnLive. Yeah. So OnLive, who are the, uh, they're calling themselves cloud gaming now. Uh, I mm. guess it's, you know, everything's cloud these days. So it's again, it's about the servers uh, being uh, in a data center somewhere and it basically pumps video to you. But your Yeah. I mean, control. I've got the OnLive app for my yeah. iPad. Oh, what's that like? Does that work? Um, I must say it's um, underwhelming. Clearly, there is not a, <laughs> there is not a server near me. Um, right. you, I mean, I've got clear. a fast internet connection at home. You know, I'm getting, you know, six, seven megabits. But it, it clearly, and it, the app says, oh, there's a problem with your connection. You know, mm-hmm. we suggest you try again later. Yeah, um, you're probably, probably 150, 200 milliseconds from the US. Well, I'm not playing the game. This is purely a viewing. You can basically oh, view games, so it can't even oh, oh, stream me games yeah. in real time. Okay, that's no good. I mean, I've heard people having good experiences with it, but on on uh, on FiOS, for example, with a hundred meg connection. Yeah, I mean, if you're fast and you're near a server, and I think mm. it's you know it's a question of having the data rate and having the ping time, mm. Mm. you're going to be okay. It, it, but you know that's the um, that's the problem. And yes, they can do 720p, but you know 720p live streaming mm-hmm. where you've got you know very low latency encoding it's mm-hmm. going to be pretty high data rates absolutely and then you've got to do the, the i think there's probably a niche for it mm. um i guess the article is talking about how uh, the content well the, the actual kind of online uh, content player or gaming mm. player is going to be introduced into a bunch of different uh, devices including blu-ray players um mm. android tablets I, yeah, I, mean, I have seen it running but i'm pretty mm. sure that was a server it was supposed to be a server in germany but i'm guessing the ipad app mm. probably connects to one in the u.s because they mm, assume everyone in the u.s has got an ipad or mm. vice versa and then yeah, there have been some mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the problems i mean i found trying to uh, open a, a u.s bank account recently and they've got you know it says oh iphone mm. app available but only in the u.s app store mm. so y- you can't access it from outside the US which is a bit bizarre mm. and I'm sure that's still a different view of the world and clearly mm-hmm. you know, if I was on live I'd be targeting North America first as well mm-hmm. but don't forget about the rest of us that's what I'm saying <laughs> well it's saying they have three data centers and he reckons that's more than enough for now yeah but in the world yeah. but are they presumably that's like oh yeah we've got the east coast and the west coast covered and we've got one in the middle as well that's okay. probably well that's where yeah. we are um, so that's quite cool um, cool um, so uh, a couple of interesting other stories here. We've got, um, I don't know if you're a member of a book club, James, do you go? I did in the yesteryear. I remember mm-hmm. as a student trying to get loads of free books by, you know, <laughs> it was like four books for a pound or something. Um, back well, in the day when, when dead trees were fashionable to read. Indeed. Well, it's, things can go around and come around, I guess, because uh, now they're talking about the idea that people are getting together not to, to read books, uh, but actually to listen to entire albums of music from beginning to end. 
Uh, and this bizarre concept, which... And they're called going out in the evening. <laughs> well, <clears throat> going out and staying in at the same time, so... Yeah. Oh, listening to together online, so it's like mm, collaborative. No, no, I think it's actually... F- I think this is actually physical, but maybe it doesn't have to be in this world, but mm. uh, they're talking about how it, it's a new trend for music lovers to... Uh, actually sit down and listen to some classic albums. I guess these are kind of, they're, they're actually vinyl records. Yeah. And yeah. listening to them one song after another in order, turning the record over and listening to the rest of them because mm. the idea that you know, these albums were designed with a kind of, maybe a No talking, no a, texting. Yeah. You yeah. must listen to every song on the album. Classic yeah. album Sundays. So there you go. It's, uh, it's, it's, the new, it's the new going out, James, is staying in and listening to a record, but listening What you can hear is people slurping their uh, Pinot Noir. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know anyone that actually has a record player. So, okay. well, no, this is a special event. It's my event based. It's kind of maybe okay. it's the it's the opposite to a foam party or something. <laughs> it's quite different. Um, oh, but the things like Elvis Costello, Pink Floyd, Bob Dylan, Stone Roses, Kate Bush, David mm. Bowie. So it's clearly people of a certain age, uh-huh. I think. And uh, yeah, um, nice, good. Enjoying the joys of the hidden track and things like that. So mm-hmm. all good stuff. Good stuff. Um, now, as we're kind of heading into the realms of other, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this little movie. Mm. About this is kind of 3D without glasses. <laughs> now, Very clever. spoof or not spoof? This is the question. Mm. Basically, listeners, um, this is a guy who says he can basically watch 3D without glasses. So instead of using shutter glasses, mm-hmm. he pops a couple of... Um, muscle stimulators for, I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word but like things on the side yeah. of his just the side of his temples adjacent mm-hmm. to his eyes and then allegedly syncs them up with the display mm-hmm. so that they will act, actuate his eye uh, brows or not eyebrows eyelids mm-hmm. in time with the uh, the TV so the video itself is is actually reasonably convincing because you can see his eyelids fluttering basically yeah but it looks a bit edited to me <laughs> but uh, you know i mean it's just like mm, yeah right i mean how tired would your eyes be after that <laughs> exactly I mean, you'd be exhausted after five in minutes principle it works and um maybe uh i don't know if you can uh, i've got a buddy actually who's got one of these uh head massagey things which right. but i don't know if that does electrical stimulation it doesn't mm-hmm. like you can imagine the pro a bit like the matrix the probes going in and you think you've had a massage <laughs> like right. oh that was good um but good plan it's it's worth a watch and makes you makes you think. Hmm, is this just bullshit? I suspect uh, <laughs> bullshit myself. But um, I think you're probably right. But it's a it's a funny video. So have a look at the show notes and um, only yeah. a minute long. So you know it's not like you lose. <laughs> not gonna lose a, that minute of your life might be worth it for that uh, amazing <laughs> yeah, story yeah. in the bar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's really quite cool. Um, and. Uh, CES generally, I mean, I think mm. the big things for me, uh, as I said, 3D didn't really get much of a mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the top TV mainly kind of matures at a consumer level, but even then mm. content was a bit dodgy. Loads and loads of tablet noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my hands on a BlackBerry playbook. Oh, what was um, that like? Not quite cool, but when I say got my hands on it, you weren't allowed to actually hold it. It was kind mm. of in, in the hands of the BlackBerry people. You can touch my playbook. Yeah, exactly. There we go. That's mm. a good title for the podcast, I suspect. <laughs> um, and uh, and I suspect that's because the battery life is still being shaken out and they had a wire yeah, up okay. their sleeve or something. Right. But uh, no, right. it was quite fast and, uh, mm. you know, obviously that, that was quite cool. Um, so do you think it's really going to be the, the year of content everywhere? The promise of content everywhere. Uh-huh. I think, you know, whether it actually happens or not will be... Uh, I think it'll be... Tr- it'll take trickier to change those conventional models and mm. get everything out... Um, 
I mean, this is something that the programmers are struggling with now is how do, do they get their content out everywhere as a kind of value add? Do they charge yeah. extra for it? And, and don't forget, things are different in different territories. Like Spotify, I don't know, you've mm-hmm. probably heard of that in Europe. You can't make it in the US because they have yeah. different rights packages for the, yeah. the way the, the music industry's grown over there. So it's very difficult mm-hmm. for someone like Spotify to, to succeed over there. But it's great mm-hmm. over here. People are prepared to pay for subscription services for mm-hmm. unlimited all-you-can-eat stuff. Which is interesting because yeah, a lot of these sort of business models work really nicely if they scale globally. But if they don't... All of a sudden, it becomes a lot harder. Yeah. yeah. Well, we won't say it's going to be a, a, certainly an interesting year, mm. and we hope uh, we'll be able to report on it to you listeners, and uh, it'll be most fun. Well, I'm, inter- I'm looking forward to that, James. So I think that about wraps us up for episode 157. And we'll catch up with you next time in 158 in a week or so. All right. Goodbye from me, James. And bye from me, and cheers. Bye. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with.